0: This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness.
1: Snap to car. They bring a blitz. Lobs one far corner, of the end zone for Hollins. Jump ball grounded. Touchdown Raiders with 114 to go. He lobbed it up for the hero of the day. And he came down with the touchdown. That's just sheer desire right there. Had it set up for what could have been maybe a game-winning drive in overtime. Did not get there. 24-22. Raiders fall to 0 3. Had it set up for what could have been maybe a game winning drive in overtime. Did not get there. 24 22. Raiders fall to
2: 0 3.
0: Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q.
3: And there you go. You heard the final call from Jason Horowitz on the Raiders Radio Network. The Raiders fall to 0 3. The Raiders fall to 0 3. The Raiders fall to 0-3 after losing to the Tennessee Titans 24-22. And now there's a lot of questions that, well, quite frankly, I don't have the answer for. Uh, There's a lot of questions that have been asked about this team, where they go from here. When are they going to stop the bleeding? When are they going to pit up a W? Will it be this week against the Denver Broncos at Allegiant Stadium? A lot of questions that the Raiders themselves, head coach Josh McDaniels, the players in that locker room will have to come up with. And uh, we're here to talk about it for the next three hours. Welcome into Unnecessary Roughness here on Red Nation Radio 920. My man Daman cottons in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm at the home away from home, which is the Oyo, the Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge, and uh, we just had delivered to us some nice little, some do dies I like to call them. Hop Valley Brew Company, official craft beer of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we had a couple that we gave out, Hazy IPA. We gave out a few of these six-packs a week ago. We're going to continue to give out six-packs of those. We also have some T-shirts that we want to give out to you. Uh, we have the, the book here by Jason Reed, Rise of the Black Quarterback. Uh, we've also talked to him about that book and all the good stuff that goes into that. we got a lot of prizes here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And I'm sure that Raider Nation only wants one prize today, and that is a victory. And I understand completely I'll tell you right now, I'm just about as confused as you are when it comes to where the Raiders are right right now and as they sit there at 0-3 on the season. And to be 100% honest, I don't believe that they're a team that should be 0-3. I think there's no excuse for them not to have got at least one victory, if not two. But here we are. You know, if ifs were a fifth, what, we'd all be drunk? Shout out to my man Jesse Merrick said it to me last night while I was on News 3 LV with him. And that's the truth, right? I mean, you can say ifs, ands, and buts all you want, but... Reality is you are what your record says you are. And the silver and black are 0-3 right now. So we got a lot to get to on today's show. Got some good guests coming up. We also have some sounds from the locker room following the game yesterday that we'll get to And head coach Josh McDaniels. He talked to the media earlier today. Uh, We'll hear a few sound bites from him as well. But coming up at 2.30, Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk. Used to cover the Raiders like a glove right here in Las Vegas. Uh, He's going to join the show to just talk about the state of the Raiders right now, where they're at as the only team in the league that does not have at least a tie Because the Houston Texans at least have a tie under their belt. They're 0-2-1. The Raiders are just 0-3. So the two teams that don't have wins are the Texans and the Raiders right now. So he'll talk about the state of the Raiders, what he thinks is going to be next for them, what they need to do to get into the win column. Uh, We'll talk all things NFL and all things Raiders with Miles Simmons coming up at 2.30 at 3 o'clock. Mark McMillan, former NFL DB. He'll join the show. And I wanted to get him on the show just to talk from a player's point of view. Of what it's like when things aren't going right, especially when you're starting a new season, you're starting with a new regime, you know, and and you need to see a little bit of success. You know, you want to see a W. Sometimes we could do everything that we're told to do, or we feel like we're doing everything that we're told to do, and if we don't see the results of what we believe is good coaching, then we start to question it. So I wanted to get Mark's thoughts on on uh, you know from a player's point of view how badly the Raiders need a W before guys in the locker room start to say, well, wait, hold on, is this guy leading us in the right direction? Wait, hold on, is my teammate playing as hard as they're supposed to be doing? Are they studying like they're supposed to be studying? There's a lot of questions that could be had, right? And so we'll talk to Mark coming up at 3 o'clock. Just from a player's point of view, again, he was also there during training camp of the preseason while the defense was being put in, the offense was being installed, saw a lot, I saw a lot. And for three games now, it's been a tale of two halves. Right, every game so far, the Raiders play really well in one half, and then they play terrible in the other, or at least one side of the ball. And how about the defense, right? A week ago against the Cardinals, they pitched a shutout in the first half. Second half, they give up 29 points, included overtime. Sunday, they give up 24 points in the first half, pitched a shutout in the second half. So when can they put together full four quarters? You know, and what, what kind of changes are happening at halftime? Why one week they're really great? And the next week, they're really bad. So we'll talk to Mark about all that coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, our usual Monday guest, Ed Graney, from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and also the RJ. He'll join us as he was there in Nashville at the game in the press box there. And he'll let you know how it all unfolded, what he saw, what stood out to him the most. As, again, I think a lot of folks are shocked by the Raiders starting off 0-3. We had a pretty good discussion In the Raiders media room earlier today before uh, head coach Josh McDaniels even came in. And, you know, I just was very blunt about the situation. Like, one, there's no reason to be 0-3. There just isn't. I mean, I'll I'll go to my grave and tell you there's no reason for them to be 0-3 right now. They have more talent than that. But talent only gets you so far. You've got to be able to put things together. But communication has been a problem, it looks like. Something I asked head coach Josh McDaniels about earlier today. And what I mean by communication, when I see Darren Waller in the corner of the end zone and I see Devontae Adams behind him, standing out of bounds, trying to run a route, trust me, Raider Nation, that wasn't designed to do that, right? It was not the design play for Darren Waller to be crossing Devontae Adams' face and Devontae Adams be out of bounds, you know, and then be in the same spot. The spacing is not supposed to be like that. And Josh McDaniels, he acknowledged that. So that's part of the communication problem. Execution is another part of the problem. You know, when I see guys dropping open passes, you know, it's easy to blame Derek Carr, and he has plenty of faults, but it's easy to blame him. But when a guy like Darren Waller puts the ball on the ground, when a guy like Keelan Cole puts the ball on the ground, when a guy like Devontae Adams steps out of bounds, that's all execution. That's not on the guy delivering the ball. That's on the guys that are trying to receive the ball. Could some of the passes be a little bit better? Sure, absolutely. (laughs) Let's not make any mistake about that. But there's a lot of execution problems. There's a lot of communication problems. I don't want to say there's effort problems because I think the guys are out there competing and trying. But we've been talking about for a while. Where's, where's Double Nickel at? Where's 55 at? Where's Chandler Jones at? You know, he was the, one of the big acquisitions this uh, this offseason. Man, this Raiders defense is going to be great. Max Crosby across with Chandler Jones. Boy, they're going to compliment each other real well. There ain't no complimenting going on. It's Max Crosby and nobody else. Max Crosby was supposed to meet with us earlier today and didn't have an opportunity to. He was going into a meeting, so he didn't get to talk to us. Maybe he's made available a little bit later throughout the course of the show. If so, we'll go to it live. If not, no big deal. We'll get to him later in the week. We do have Max Crosby immediately following the game. A little locker room action. Got a shout-out to the Tennessee Titans. Their PR staff actually sent that over to me last night because I did not make the trip to Nashville. But they sent over Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and and uh, Max Crosby, so I thought that was really cool that they they, they made that available, so uh, we can hear from those guys throughout the course of the show. Also, DeMond caught up with James Harris, former Raider. James Harris on Friday night, at their Friday night showcase, so he had a couple minutes with James, so we'll hear that throughout the course of the show. And as I mentioned, Josh B. Daniels, he met with us earlier today, so you'll hear from him in the show too. And of course, Raider Nation, I want you to sound off, I want you to go ahead and say what's on your mind, we're going to try to come up with a little, I don't want to say solutions because I know I don't have the solution. I don't have the answer. I'm not the football genius where it's like I can, I can say one thing or point the finger at something and everything is cured. I'm not that guy, but we're here to talk about it together. So 702 365 9200, of course. That is the Radio Nation listener line and the Salmon Ash Text line 69187 keyword RNR. Before we go any further, I do want to shout out to everyone who came out to the M Resort. Yesterday and watched the game and a lot of people were sitting out there watching the game at the official team hotel of the silver and black and uh, Thank you to the Raiders and Compass Media for allowing me to have an opportunity to be a part of the post-game show last night I thought that was really a lot of fun and like I said Raider Nation came out to the M and really represented you got Shout out to my man Jesse Merrick. He had me on a news 3 LV last night talking about the silver and black So I was v- definitely a busy dude, <laughs> right? And um, that's a good thing being busy is good. I, I would have it no other way so Uh, Here we go, Raider Nation. Let's get locked and loaded, man. Let's get into it. Let's, uh, Let's jump into the opening drive.
0: The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever.
3: So it didn't take a whole lot for me to come up with the topic for today's show, and I really had about five or six different topics that I had rolling around in my head. And I said, you know what? I could just spread these out throughout the course of the show. Whenever a team starts out zero oh, and three, it's almost like the show writes itself. So I'm not coming in here trying to bash everyone and fire everyone and burn the building down. But I know someone in Raider Nation they they feel that way, and and that's your right. I'm not here to I'm not here to change your mind. I'll, I'll I'll share my thoughts with you and, and let you share your thoughts with us. And of course, I do appreciate it at all times. 702 seven zero two three six five nine two hundred salmon Andreas text line, a six nine one eight seven keyword or R and R. But to you, Raider Nation, what has been the most disappointing? What has been most disappointing about it when it comes to the Raiders in their zero three start? Like, what has disappointed you the most? And what I mean by that, and I'll give you mine for example. The biggest disappointment that I have right now with what the Raiders are doing and their 0-3 start, of course, everyone wants wins. So that's easy to say. Well, I'm just disappointed that the team has lost. That's easy to say. But my disappointment is just the lack of discipline, the lack of execution at the level that we thought there was going to be. At least I did. I, I can't say we. I learned that in the postgame show. I better not say we. I thought the, the level of execution was going to be a lot better than what it's been. I didn't think that they were going to have as many penalties as they've had. I didn't think they were going to have as many self-inflicted wounds as they had. that's, That's really my biggest issue is the things that the Raiders can control, they're not doing a good job of controlling right now. You can't control what the Tennessee Titans do, right? They're going to bring their A game. They're going to bring their physicality. They're going to bring everything that they can. I think everyone probably knew that that was going to be a tough road trip, but not a game that they shouldn't have won. There's no doubt about it they could have won that game. It wasn't too much for them. The game against the Cardinals clearly wasn't too much for them. They lost that game. The game against the Chargers wasn't too much for them. They lost that game. Yes, did the other teams have something to do with it? Sure. The Cardinals could have quit and the game would have been over. The Titans could have, you know, quit when the Raiders got to the red zone six times. Instead, they didn't. And the Raiders were very pedestrian in the red zone. Two out of six. Shout out to my man Fabian. Minus four. Too many minus fours. Or zero. Minus fours and zeros result in 22 points in the loss. So I am most frustrated and most disappointed with what the Raiders could control. They haven't done a very good job of controlling, at least in a good way, right? A lot of self-inflicted wounds, a lot of issues on their end has led to the 0-3 start. So for me, that's my biggest disappointment. Yeah, wins are going to come. Losses are going to happen. But if you could control what you could control, which is your effort and your execution and the level of execution, then everything else you you, you feel good about the results, right? If the Raiders went out there yesterday and played a, a a turnover-free game, and they didn't have wide receivers running out of bounds or guys dropping balls or guys being in the same corner of the end zone, if they didn't have those kind of issues, I could live with the with a loss, because I just say, hey, you know what? Tip the cap to the Tennessee Titans; they were just a better team. But when they did what they did and they lost the games the way that they lost, that's when it becomes a problem, at least for me. I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for me. That's where my biggest disappointment lies is their own issues that they have put on themselves when that was the biggest talking point in training camp, in preseason. Learn how not to lose the game before you can learn how to win. Right now, Raider Nation, they're sitting there at 0-3. And they have lost the game three times. When are they going to not lose the game and make the other team beat them? We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. My man, DeMond, I'm going to get to his thoughts in a minute, but I know i got a lot of folks waiting patiently on the Raider Nation listener line, so I want to go ahead and jump into that. Uh, let's hear from Raider Marvin right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hello. Yo, Thank what's me. up, Marvin? Yeah, hey, yeah, speak talk? on it.
4: Good. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I think right now we really uh, lack in concentration, and that's from the coaches and the players, because there's no way that we should have been uh, panicking and, and not able to get plays in on time. And that, that whole fourth quarter, it seemed like we were always down on the play clock to two seconds and one second before we get the playoff. So I think the coaches need to do a better job of getting the play in at a at a good time, and the players need to concentrate on catching those balls. Three, you know. But other than that, I, I think we are right. I'm not I'm not panicking, but I'm I'm a little concerned. But I am. I appreciate All right, you good call. The call, brother.
3: Absolutely, man. Thank you for the call, and I, I agree. You know, again, that's going back to the stuff that they can control, and and again, that's my biggest surprise and my biggest disappointment is that that's the biggest area of concern. And you know, you mentioned the play calling. And that is something that in the preseason I talked about it all the time, right, man? Do you see how quickly these calls are getting in? You see how quickly the ball's being snapped? It's fifteen seconds left on the clock. That was me saying that. I was saying that in the preseason. Now the ball, like Marvin just said, three, two, one, snap the damn ball, snap the damn ball. It's that one second you see. in hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You see Derek Carr clapping his hands, clapping his hands, clapping his hands. You see it on two-point conversions. Look like confusion. Yeah, that's something that you didn't see in the preseason. And again, we say we say it all the time. We said it a lot on the show. Take the preseason with a grain of salt. I know the Raiders are winning. I know they're not committing penalties. And I know they're not turning the ball over. But remember, it's still the preseason. And I don't know how many times I referenced that old Art Shell team, that Art Shell 2.0 team that went 3-1 and in the preseason or 4-1 and in the preseason, whatever the case was, and then went 2-14 and in the regular season. I reference that, that team all the time because I remember it like it was yesterday. And I remember how excited I was after that preseason was over. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. It's about to happen. And it didn't. It happened twice all season long. That's the problem. So, Raider Marvin, good call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, let's go out to Colorado. Let's talk to Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
5: Uh, man, Raiders will Raider, man. Um, and my, my, my biggest disappointment is just like what, uh, what I told you last week, man, when I called. Not showing up against teams we should beat, continuing to shoot ourselves in the foot, and just continuing to, to – just not have the, the discipline or just, just every everything that's going bad you know what i mean and it's like we can we can or not capitalize on momentum based drives you know after the Harmon interception that's a come yep. on we got the momentum right there take that thing in and get and get seven you know yep. what i mean but now it's like i'm, where I'm at the point now i'm at a queue where it's like i don't even find myself getting excited anymore in the red zone or what anywhere around that territory because it it, it it feels like it's an automatic three over seven, and it's been a consistent thing forever. You know what I mean? So they're not giving yep. me that excitement to, to, to like, they're not giving me that excitement for anything. You know, and I I have a list of, uh, of coaches, man, right here because I keep hearing the the first year uh the first year system excuse from a lot of people. Tampa is two and one. I know they have Tom Brady, but they don't even look good. The Donkeys are two and one with Hack. Mike McDaniel's three and zero with the Dolphins. O'Connell uh, with the Vikings two and one, the Giants two and two and zero, Jags two and one, Bears two and one. Those are all. Those are all guys. Who, this their first year coaching. Like I don't understand like that that new system stuff. That's just a, that's just another excuse uh, for, for the team, and the team is way too talented to have any excuse. And I just don't understand where that continues to come from. You know what I mean? So that's the, that's another frustrating part. You got that for me you got the the D-Line. Max is the only one on that D-Line doing anything. Those interiors, those in, uh, the interior line is not doing anything for for anybody. There's no there's zero push. They might get a push w- maybe one drive a game. They're not doing anything. We need we need a stud right there in the middle as well to get a push and no, somebody needs to help Max out because he's not getting any help. You know, and right. uh, last thing before I go, man, a Luminor. Uh I'll just say this. There was a reason why I didn't work out for him in uh,
1: New
3: England. That dude sucks. All right. Thank you for the call, my man. That's the way to put it blank uh, point blank, right? Uh, and look, Jermaine Illuminor has struggled. He's been a great quote. He's been great to talk to in the locker room, but he's been struggling. You know, and there's a couple penalties he had on Sunday that were costly. Big ones, man. Had Darren Waller uh, had a big play called back because of a holding penalty. And, you know, they put Illuminor at two different spots right now. And so far, it hasn't looked like it's worked out at either spot. So, yeah, man, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of issues and a lot of things that you could point at to being the problems of this team. Let's go back out to Vegas real quick. Talk to our guy, Alan. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
2: Thank you. I'm getting What's pretty up, sick and tired of Josh and Daniels saying that we need to learn how to win and we need to figure it out. And we lift. Listen, he needs to stop calling these screen passes. And you and I both know that the Raiders' offense does not have the line, the five guys that are capable of producing an effective screen pass. And it doesn't work. Like you got to mix it up. you got to just keep trying it. We just don't have the guys. On the flip side, you paid Waller, and you traded and paid for Adams. you got to force feed those guys. I understand that Waller has the case of the drops. I don't know what's going on with him, but you got to keep throwing it his way because, listen, like I said, the line is not going to hold up 50% of the time. I mean, we've seen Carr get hit and sacked. you got to keep throwing it to these guys. You paid them throw the 50-50 balls. Let them make a play for your quarterback. And and so long as they do that, our offense is not going to click.
3: All right. Hey, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Now, I'll say this about the screen passes. That's something everybody was screaming for for the longest, right? I mean, people were screaming from the mountaintops, screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. How come I don't see no screen passes? Now you see them and they're not working. It's like, ah, eh, team's not a screen pass team. So, I mean, we can't have it both ways, right? I mean, that's the thing. We can't have it both ways. If we want a screen pass, let's, let's, let's do the screen pass and hope it works. Now, I'll say, I think early in the game when they started, you know, rolling out the screen pass, it, it, it clearly wasn't working. So, at that point, you got to kind of get away from it. I think that the trick plays were concerning for me because it almost seems like a Desperation to get some yards, so that was that was a little concerning for me. But I like the screen pass. I think when it's uh, executed effectively or executed correctly, it's effective. But so far, it didn't have. Well, it didn't happen yesterday. It's happened before, and it's been remember. It's been called back. Remember, Amir Abdullah picked up like twenty some yards on a screen pass. It just got called back because what? Self inflicted wound. Stupid penalty. You know, you have a big play down the sideline, who was it, to Mac Collins, or who, I don't remember who it was to, and then Alex Bars, the offensive lineman, gets called for a damn penalty. You know what I mean? Like, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. Other teams are going to try to agitate you and get under your skin to get you to, to have a, a personal foul penalty. At some point, you have to, you just can't. You know, at some point, it's almost like Twitter beef. At some point, you just have to say, all right, man, you got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just Just let them have it. Because those self-inflicted p- penalties, the Raiders aren't good enough right now to overcome those. Some teams are, are – th- that's okay. They can overcome second and 20 or first and 20. The Raiders aren't that team right now. So, I get what you're saying. But, again, I, especially with the screen pass, I, I kind of pushed back on that a little bit because everybody was screaming for the Raiders to do some screen passes. Uh, 901 Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Mr.
6: Nice take my call, Q. Yeah. Yep. Made it. Made it a long. Made it a long drive back from Nashville, man. Just getting back to Memphis. A couple of things that I observed that's really frustrating for me. We had a extra week of practice in preseason that other teams didn't get. So you would think fundamentally, we wouldn't be trying to arm tackle. Now you see, you see how Buffalo stopped Derrick Henry last week. You put eight in the box, seven in the box if he gets through there, you can't stick your arm out and bring him down. You're not going to stop him. And the other thing that was really frustrating was that the defense would get him in third and long in several situations. And we played a zone so soft that the the corners were retreating. They got to go, they got to get at least 10 yards. You know you're putting pressure on the quarterback. Why don't you play tight man coverage in that kind of situation? I mean, you got to give them a free run off the line of scrimmage and they convert. I mean, it was just, it's just frustrating time after time after time again. We've seen this, but you know we're not giving up on the nation. But but we got to get back to fundamentals, man, because arm tackling will not get it in this league, especially with the running backs we got today, as fast and big and strong as they are. That's hey, great got. stuff. That's
3: my team. Thank you, my man. Great call. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, one, Derrick Henry is a beast to bring down, but but the Raiders didn't do themselves any favor, right? In the first half, he was running through them like a, a hot knife through butter. I mean, it was like almost no problem. And John Abram, he's had a good game or had a good season so far, but yesterday was a bad day to have a bad day for a lot of players, not just Abram. It was a bad day to have a bad day for Waller. It was a bad day to have a bad day for Devontae. It was, I mean, just everybody had some issues going into that game or going on through that game, throughout the course of that game, and it just it it all results in a loss. You know, you're close, and that's great, but close don't matter unless you're playing, what, horseshoes and hand grenades? And I don't know about you, but I ain't playing with no hand grenades. So there's that. 702-365-9200, let's go out to Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind?
2: What's
4: up, Jamon? Hey, man, Q. You know what? Yo. There's just one thing that's just not clicking with this team, man. And, and it's every it, – it, we all know that it's if, it, 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 if, 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 if. The ifs aren't winning the game, man. I just see a lot of not on the same page with Derek, with Carr and Waller, man. And, you know, I, I, I holler, you know, maybe, maybe for the best of both of them, you know, with the situation with Devontae coming in and everyone getting paid before him, you know, maybe it's a lot of still mental in his head that Wall is dealing with of the why didn't I get paid first and now he's trying to perform now Car's trying to make him feel like he's part of the family and because and, something ain't working man so if it's best for him to have a better career and, and for this we need a piece if we can't put something together and get a right tackle for him I mean it's not working with him man and there's plenty of other players on this team because There's players here, you see it, we all see it, that aren't going 100%, man. There's some dysfunction going on, and losing is not going to help it, man. It's not. So, if Derrick's missing throws, Waller's missing catches, McDaniels ain't calling the right play. I mean, damn, who who are we going to blame? Who can we really blame? Blame the team. This team is not playing like a team. A team that was playing like a team was last year. That was winning these close games. Why were they winning them close games, Too Because they're playing like a team. These guys ain't playing like a team right now, man. And until they figure that out, like, just like Alan said about learning how to win, it's a different style because this is a different team. And I'm still going to tell you guys, you guys all laughed at me when I said rebuild. This is a rebuilded team, Q. None of these guys are are are, are 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 comfortable. Something ain't right, man. So we, we need pieces. We got good players. Sacrifice has to be way because that's all about just win, baby. Come on. All
3: right, there he goes. Passionate Raider fired up right there. Thanks for the call and look, man, I I, I don't I don't know the right button to push. I don't know, you know, exactly what the issue is. There's clearly there are some issues going on. There is some miscommunication, as I started at the top of the show with miscommunications. They're not on the same page. There's a lot of there's a lot of question marks around this team right now. But the beautiful thing about it is they're zero three, and the AFC West doesn't look as, as 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 tough as we thought it was three weeks ago. Kansas City took an L to the Colts, the winless Colts, right? Took an L to them. The Chargers have about five thousand injuries, and they took a whooping by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Broncos played a baseball game on Sunday night football, and they won. you got to give them credit. I mean, they're 2-1, but they had a high-scoring baseball game as they knocked off the 49ers, and now they're headed to town. And the, the Raiders very easily could win a game on Sunday against, against them at Allegiant Stadium, but they've got to put it all together. Two twenty six is the time when we come back from Pro Football Talk. Miles Simmons will join the show. This is Radio Nation Radio 920 live from the Oyo's, the Underground Lounge here on Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy dealers. Home of the Chevy Silverado. The strongest, most advanced Silverado ever.
5: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
3: And we're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. Vice Raiders here. Juan the Smasher is here. All we need is you. Monday Night Football is going down this evening. The Cowboys and Giants, NFC East battle. Micah Parsons. I mean, that's worth the price of admission right there. So come on by, hang out, enjoy the game, enjoy the drink specials. My man Juan the Smasher just got a bucket of cold beverages, so come on by and take advantage of some of the great deals that they have going on here in the Underground Lounge inside the OYO. Joining us now on the phone lines from Pro Football Talk is our good friend Miles Simmons, and Miles, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man, and you covered the Raiders like a glove here in Vegas for a while, so you know the temperature of Raider Nation, and starting off 0-3 is not going to make the temperature very good right now for Raider Nation. What do you think the biggest reason is for the 0-3 start so far for the Silver and Black?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, There's a lot of reasons. I mean, it's it's inconsistency, it's it's seemingly not being comfortable, perhaps, in what exactly the systems are, um, both on offense and defense. And I think it's fair to be disappointed if you're a Raiders fan. I mean, I I don't think that anybody would have really anticipated that this team would start 0-3 after seeing what it did um, down the stretch last year, making it to the playoffs, making that thing a game with the eventual AFC champion, um, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So it's, it's fair to be disappointed, I think, in what's gone on now with the Las Vegas Ravens, especially because while they're not the only winless team, they are the only 0-3 team that we currently have in the NFL.
3: Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't know how you felt about the team heading into the season, but I thought that they were going to be good. Right. I did. There's no doubt about it. Just by what they had, the weapons that they brought in. Josh McDaniels has been always considered an elite play caller. And for some reason, Miles, it just hasn't come together. So how quickly do you think that this thing can come together so they can have an opportunity to try to save what has you know, gotten off to a rough start to this season?
1: Well, I think the the journey of a thousand miles always begins with a single step, right? You've got to win one game, and mm-hmm. they have an opportunity to do it. Um, to do the Raiders? So it's not like your the sky is completely falling now. Uh, Are the Raiders not in a good spot when you are 0-3 and based on the history of what we know playoff teams have and have not been in the last however many years? Yeah, they're really not in a good spot. But I think the Denver Broncos don't look like a very good football team to me either. And, you know, they had a really nice defensive performance yesterday, but it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo is playing quarterback at all that high up a level. So if you can come home, if you can play well against a division rival, if you can start off things by doing that and play well, then you're going to be in a better position. And I think they're fully capable of doing it, but you've got to be able to put it together for 60 minutes. Josh McTainless has talked about it. They, they have not been able to put anything consistently together throughout the course of the entire ballgame. It's either been, well, the first half goes great and the second half doesn't or you start off slow and then you have to storm from behind and it's just not the way you need to play if you're going to be a consistent winner in
3: the NFL. Yeah, and Miles, you've covered the league for long enough to know that there's a problem when that happens consistently when you're only playing a uh, uh, half a game. You know, you're only playing two quarters out of four quarters. What what would you think is the the biggest reason for that? You know, is there anything that you could point your finger at and say that would be the reason why they're doing that?
1: Well, like I said earlier, I mean, I, I think part of it is you've got a new coaching staff, you've got new systems, you've got new players coming in, and all those things have to be able to come together. And it, it's not like you know, Derek Carr hasn't learned a new offense before, but it is the first time that Carr's had a new play caller and new offense, I guess I should really say new offense, in right. a number of years, Right. I mean, you had Greg Olson transition in the play call last year, but Greg Olson was still in the building. He was still putting the game plans together every single week. So it's not like that was completely unfamiliar to him um, when they had that transition last year. So I think that's part of it. I think trying to integrate Devontae Adams into things is not going as well as I would have thought, uh, especially seeing that game that they played um, out here, Ryan, in L.A. at five Stadium in week one where Devontae Adams got 10 catches. It's like, okay. You, you figure that he's going to be the centerpiece of the offense, the focal point of the offense, and it just hasn't worked out that way. Some of that is defenses taking him away, and Derek Carr trying to make the right read. But other times, it's ball placement. It's accuracy. It, it, it's not always just one thing, and right. I think that's part of what makes it so difficult. You know, When you're 0-3, it, it is not just one thing that's been going wrong.
3: No, you're right. There's multiple things that are going wrong. Again, right now we're talking with Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. My man damon has got one for you.
4: Yeah, you went right in the direction that I wanted to go with Devontae Adams. The targets are there. I think he's second in the league when it comes to overall targets through three games. But you said it's not just one thing. It could be ball placement. It could just be players not catching the ball. But for the Raiders that this season is young, with Waller, with Adams, and Renfro is still out right now. But how do they fix these things? Because I'm sure that the Raiders don't want Mac Hollins to be the leading receiver for the rest of the season going forward.
1: No, you don't. But. I mean, that's not really 200 insults of in that. Holland's like, you've been playing really well, man. And I, I think that that's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you want Devontae Adams, obviously, to be the centerpiece. You want Darren Waller to make sure that he's getting what he needs to get and getting those targets in the red zone and being the guy where it's okay, you go up to the top shelf where the kids can't get it so that he gets those things, uh, those touchdowns, I should say, into the red zone. And Hunter Renfro, when he gets back, you want to make sure that he is getting those targets in the slot. But I, I think there's something to be said for guys making the most of their opportunities. And yes, while you're paying Vontae a lot of money to be that top guy, Matt Hollins has gone out there and he's put together some pretty decent performances. I mean, especially yesterday, he was one of the better players on the field, especially in the second half. So I think that there is something to that, but also the Raiders need to do a better job of beaming Devontae Adams open. Or Derek Cardinals has got to be sometimes a little bit more aggressive and not too aggressive like he was in Week 1. But sometimes give, it, give Devontae Adams a shot because more often than not, he's probably going to make the play.
3: Right, exactly, and that, that was exactly where I wanted to go next because I think Derek is trying to be, uh, as a matter of fact, and he's trying to do exactly what head coach Josh McDaniels wants him to do and spread the ball around the yard and, and also just try to make the right read. But sometimes you got to let a dog be a dog, right? And so just sometimes you got to give Devontae Adams an opportunity. Do you, do you think that that could cause some frustration in the locker room with the players amongst themselves if they don't hurry up and get this thing turned around?
1: Absolutely, nobody wants to be zero and three. You don't want to be winless. I mean, think about it. If they lose these next two, they're going to be zero and five going into their bye week. And nobody's going yeah. to be very happy with that. So, and that's going to be problematic. Devontae Adams said it. If you're not getting many catches and you're winning, great. If he's not getting many catches and they're losing, then as one of the best players in the National Football League, he wants to be more involved. I don't blame him for that. You know, it makes the difference when you're winning or when you're not winning and what the production then comes from uh, or where the production comes from um, in those types of situations.
3: Again, we're talking with Miles Simmons here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Now, Josh McDaniels has uh, been considered an elite play caller. I was very excited about the addition of him because I thought he was going to help out where Gruden might have failed or other play callers might have failed, especially in the red zone, him being able to hit the to press the right buttons and get it done. Their red zone offense is still a struggle, you know, and it's been a struggle for years on top of years. How can they get that fixed? I mean, they got weapons, Miles. How can they get that fixed in the red zone?
1: I think some of it is execution. And I I go back to that week one game um, against the Chargers. Obviously a lot more stuff has happened since then. But there was a play, I think it was on the first or second drive, and forgive me, I can't quite remember, but Darren Waller was open, on a crossing pattern, in the end zone, and he had uh, Derwin James on him in man coverage. Darren Waller was about as open as you're going to get in the red zone in that kind of situation, and Derek Carr Mm -hmm. ended up throwing the ball a little bit behind him. That's an execution issue. That's not a scheme issue. Right. When you have a tight end who is able to get that open because of what the scheme is, then your quarterback has to be able to deliver the ball. So, some of it is scheme, yes, but other parts of it are just execution. You have to be able to execute the plays as they're called and do them well. And if you don't, then we're going to continue talking about how bad the head offense is, <laughs> like we've been talking about for years and years and years.
3: One thing that I've been asked multiple times, and I don't have an answer for it, maybe you do, is what is the identity of this Raiders team? Because I don't, I don't know what it is, to be 100% honest. Do you have any idea what it is or what it could be?
1: Well, oh, and that—that's two different things, right? What it <laughs> should be is a team. What it should be, what I think we all expected it to be, is a team that's able to spread the ball around, that's able to get Devonte Adams involved, that uses Hunter Renfro in the middle of the slot, that has a really strong red zone weapon in Darren Waller, and a guy that can go down the scene for you, and you know, he uses different running backs based on matchup. That, thats what the Patriots offense was. Right in certain ways, but that those that's what the offense should be, and then defensively you play strong with the pass rush that's led by two guys who have gotten it done before, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. None of that's happened yet. Right. I mean, Max Crosby's been playing well, but it's not like he's setting the world on fire. And part of that is because of the types of games that the Raiders are playing. So, and Chandler Jones has also not you know shown up that much in the stats. There's. Differences in uh, how players influence and affect the game, especially on the defensive side when it comes to stats. But I think that right now, that's not what the Raiders' identity is. since the Raiders haven't been able to put together a game for 60 minutes. If you looked at that Week 2 game that they played against the Cardinals, that's what they looked like they were going to be able to do for the first half. And then things fell apart in the second half, and Kyle Murray started getting loose. So, again, it comes back to... Can you put together a solid game for 60 minutes? Can you execute the plays as they're called? Can you not try to force things? Can Josh Zang has called the right play? Patrick Graham put the right defense out there. It certainly doesn't help when you start off giving up touchdown drives of 70-plus yards for three (laughs) series in a row in a game. Uh, You're not going to win many times when you do that. But the Raiders still had a chance to do it yesterday. So you just got to be able to, like I said, put it together
3: consistently. Right, exactly. There's a lot of questions, Miles, and it's, it's going to take those guys in the locker room and the coaches on the sideline to really come up with the, all the answers. But we try. We do our best around here to figure out exactly what's going on. Well, what do you got coming up on Pro Football Talk that we need to be able to look out for?
1: Sure. Well, you can go see today's episode of PFT Live on PSOC. Clips, uh, clips are also available on youtube if you prefer to watch it that way and then tomorrow we will be recording a new episode of the peter king podcast so it'll also be available on TikTok and on youtube and wherever you get your podcast
3: nice i like it before i let you go i know i said that was your last question but the afc west in general you touched on it a little while ago but you know we all thought it was going to be a super juggernaut of a division it hasn't shaken out that way yet uh what has it just been your early thoughts on the afc west
1: uh, it, yeah, basically what you just said, it's not, you've been nearly as good as I think we all anticipated that it would be, and so that's why. It, every team is fought, right? right? The Raiders right now, they're 0-3, but you look at the Chargers, they've got uh, their left tackle is out, Joey Bose is going to be out for several weeks, your quarterback is dealing with a ribs injury that I'm sure is pretty painful when he's got a torque and throw. So that's a flawed team, and they just got run out of their own building by the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) I don't have much faith right now in uh, the Denver Broncos either. The Broncos are more or less what I expected them to be because I didn't think that Russell Wilson just coming in is going to magically make them a good, good team, right? But the Chiefs, to me, still look like the Kings of that division. They beat themselves yesterday. They're not going to do that very often. So to me, it's still the Chiefs division until a team comes and says, no, no, no. We're taking it. And the other three teams are going to have an opportunity to do that. We'll see
3: if they do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Miles, great stuff, my man. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. We appreciate you. Keep up the great work. No problem, guys. Have a good week. All right, there he goes, Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk on Twitter at Miles A. Simmons. You can check out all his work. And as he mentioned, uh, has some episodes up right now on Peacock. They do a great job over there at PFT, and we definitely appreciate Miles. 2.45 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out the the hour with your calls and texts, 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash, text line is 69187, keyword R&R. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Monday Night Football is going to be on these TVs in just a little while talking about the Cowboys, talking about the Giants, talking about drink specials, talking about food specials. All we need is you. we got plenty of stuff to give away. Again, it's all about you, so come on and hang out with us. The Underground Lounge with Radio Nation Radio, 920.
5: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
3: Coming up at 3 o'clock, Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back, played for the Eagles, playing for the Chiefs. He's going to join us just to get a player's perspective of what happens, what kind of frustration might sit in when you get to an 0-3 start and starting to question guys around you, or maybe you don't start questioning guys, how these players can kind of pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get into the win column for the first time in 2022. So that'll happen at 3 o'clock. Again, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And the question that I've thrown out there to you is, what has been the most disappointing thing? You know, what has been the most disappointing when it comes to the Raiders and their 0-3 start? Got a lot of good feedback. Mailman Raider hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Keyword r and three drops in the end zone is unacceptable. Everybody's blaming Carr for the drops, but if those are all three caught, We're talking about a different story. I think people need to relax. I called in the beginning of the season. I thought it would be a slow start because of schemes. Now I don't think it would be this, but it is what it is. Now I didn't think it was going to be this, but it is what it is. Raider Nation needs to chill. Uh, Got another text from 909Q. All the other new head coaches leading and coaching new teams are doing better than our coaching staff. Are we just destined to be mediocre? That's from Joel. Yes, there's some issues with the team, but I still believe in them. I feel like they'll turn it around. It's from Raider J from Sacramento. And... A text from three three zero. everyone says 50-50 balls, but they'll be mad when there's a pick. A uh, text from Jordan in Southern Utah, the biggest disappointment to me is the lack of identity. We have weapons on offense, and it seems like we don't use them to the fullest. We have playmakers on defense that are put in a soft zone defense It just feels like the staff isn't giving enough, getting enough out of the talent the team has. I'll say about the soft zone defense, that's driving me crazy too because I feel like I can get a, a 10-yard catch. And, and, and run, right? It feels like everybody is wide open and that there's not a DB anywhere close to them. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm going to play 10 yards off of you, let you catch the ball, and I'm going to come up and try to pull your flag. Oh, wait, hold on. This is tackle. I can't do that. And then all of a sudden they get beat for another 10 or 15 yards. That has frustrated the hell out of me too. I don't understand the soft zone defense. All I remember hearing about Patrick Graham, and I was the guy that was excited about him being defensive coordinator, and I still am. But everything I heard about Patrick Graham was going to see a lot of press man-to-man coverage, going to see a lot of press coverage, going to see a lot of press coverage, going to see a lot of bump and run and off the line of scrimmage. I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I'd like to see it. Throw the timing off of some of these these, uh, teams, you know, that route running. I've always been a guy that much preferred the bump and run, unless I'm playing in it. Now, if I'm playing in it, let me play cover three. (laughs) Cover three was always my favorite because it's just, for me, it was always easier. But – play that press man-to-man coverage you're beating up the the wide receiver on the line of scrimmage and you're throwing off the timing that's the most important thing you're throwing off the timing which to me allows the defensive line a couple more seconds to get home but again that's just me i'm sitting here monday morning quarterbacking i'm not on the field so i don't know 702-365-9200 great text by the way uh let's go out to murietta evan welcome to the show what's on your mind brother q
7: love your show appreciate the time uh uh, retired Army and 40-year Raider fan, and it's uh, it's been tough. Uh, I've got some thoughts, but I appreciate you letting me have a few minutes or a minute or two. Um, a couple things: one, I had really high hopes for the season. I still do, but there's some definitely some trouble that I'm looking at. You know, the in the preseason we didn't commit any penalties, and we looked great with guys who aren't even on the roster. And now we stink at that. We committed dumb penalties. Poor coaching. You know, maybe Josh McDaniels is just a great preseason coach. I hope not, but uh, it doesn't look good right now. Two, emotional. Football is a game of emotion. And as a leader in the Army, if you can't get your team ready to play for 16 games, you shouldn't be coaching. They stunk out of the gate two of the first three games, and they stunk in the second half. That's poor coaching. We were one for 12 in third downs. The Titans were I I think 7 for 11 on third down. That is poor coaching. One of the things that frustrated the hell out of me last year was we never blitzed on third down and brought the heat. Hell, the Titans just went right down the field on us on third long. And then they would blitz the the house, put some pressure on them, put some heat on them. But don't just play soft. I couldn't stand that last year. And you're, you're giving up long chunk plays because you're playing soft. Maybe we should learn from that. Patrick Graham's a Harvard-educated genius. Well, maybe maybe he should be able to figure that thing out. I mean, this is stupid football. Emotion, that's all about the head coach. One for 12, third down, about the head coach. Getting beaten by Arizona, horrible coaching. And then finally on the coaching aspect, we had uh, on the third, in overtime, we had the ball on the 39-yard line. Hell, that's a 57-yard field goal. Carlson never missed it um, at Las Vegas. He's money from that distance. Just run the ball. I don't even know why you're passing. That was stupid and not understanding the situation. We need to win against the Broncos, and we need to get fired up. And if Joshua Daniels can't get his team fired up, he shouldn't be coaching. It's the bottom line. 16 games, you haven't played any of your starters uh, for, for any of the preseason. You better get them fired up to play. I'm very, very disappointed, but I still have hope. I'm an Andy Dufresne disciple. Hope is a great thing, and maybe the best of things, and hope never dies. And as a Raider fan, we will never die, and I always have hope. But they need to do a much better job of coaching. I am extremely disappointed in this coaching staff. Thanks. Love to hear your thoughts. Appreciate the time, Q. Hey,
3: great call, Murrieta, Evan. And, yeah, I think that there's a lot of uh, disappointment and uh, and frustration to go around. And I think that, you know, Josh McDaniels has to own some of that, and I think he will. I think he understands that, you know, um, there hasn't been good execution on any part, and that's coaching as well. You know, there's a lot of questions that I've had with what I've seen from the defense, um, and I don't think it's lack of effort. It's just lack of execution, going back to that E word, that execution, man. It just seems like the execution's not there, and I'm not too sure exactly what it's going to take to flip the switch. I'm really concerned, I'll tell you this. Nate Hobbs has got a concussion right now. I'm very concerned about his availability next week. If Nate Hobbs is not out there, who's one of your bright players on the defensive side of things, you have Nate Hobbs out, maybe Trayvon Merrick returns, maybe Denzel Perryman returns, but what if they don't? Then you got Hobbs, Perryman, Merrick all out. You know, you have Harmon come up with a big interception. You get no points out of it. No points. And you were in, I mean, you were literally, like uh, Marietta Evans said, you are literally in scoring range when Harmon gets tackled. When he gets tackled after the interception and you get a three and out and get nothing, that can't happen. That's poor execution. Good stuff, Marietta, Evan. Definitely appreciate you. we got more calls and texts we'll get to, but coming up next from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, we'll talk to Mark McMillan, former uh, NFL DB, talk about just some of what he's seeing and what he's feeling about this team as they started out 0-3. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.